the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. In the last year, I have really gotten active on social and tried to engage my firm even more on social. And so what I've tried to do was to try to provide value to my audience by sharing articles, posts, videos, something that's bringing something of value to them. I'm also trying to humanize myself, try to relate to people, you know, sharing fun things that I'm doing, sharing mistakes that I'm making, cool things that are going on with my family, with my kid. Run your law firm. The right, way. the right way. This is the Maximum Liar Podcast. Maximum Liar Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. Hey, Jimmy, we got a pretty awesome guest on today. You want to introduce him? Tyson, I'm always happy to have on members of our group. Those usually end up being my favorite calls and podcasts, and I'm really excited. Today we have Morris Lilienthal from Huntsville, Alabama on the line, and we're excited to have you here, Morris. Thanks for joining us. Well, guys, I'm excited to be here. I have um, been active uh, in the group for the last couple months and got turned on to that by somebody and real thankful for that. It's been a great kind of a mini masterminding way for me to, to, to trove the great guests you guys are having and the great input that I'm getting from other guests and try to figure out how to incorporate that into my practice. And I'm excited to, to add to that if I can in any way. All right, Morris, so give us a little bit of idea of what your firm consists of, what you all do, things like that. Yeah, so we're kind of an old throwback firm. We are in Huntsville, Alabama, which is about 350,000 plus. We are in a so kind of a moderate-sized city that has seen a boom of growth over the years. Uh, just shared out on Buffer just a minute ago a post from Money Watch that we're the number one ranked tech city, growing fastest-growing tech city in the country. And so we have uh, six lawyers now. We just hired another lawyer. Older firm that's been around 80 years. And we have a very diversified practice. I do exclusively personal injury, uh, and I'm really the only lawyer in my office that does, but I have a, a, lot, a big caseload and do a lot of that. And then we do probate and estate practice. We do uh, real estate. We do a lot of corporate and business law type stuff. So real diversified practice, which can present challenges and opportunities from kind of a marketing perspective. And Morris, tell us, how do you go about finding new clients? What's your best way of attracting possible leads? Is it, is it individualized to you? Is it by advertising the firm? What do you prefer to do? Well, you know, I think we, we kind of, you know, if I look at this from, from somebody who's trying to say, you know, how, how can we get new business, right? I mean, we're all, 
Tyson can be the greatest personal injury lawyer in St. Louis, and you can be the greatest immigration lawyer in St. Louis, but if you don't have clients, then do a whole lot of good. So really two buckets, I would say, is online and offline, right? So we want to attract new clients uh, through our online things from our website and social media. And then offline, you know, we're trying to stay in touch with our former clients, trying to stay top of mind. I think a lot of people have this misconception as a lawyer that, I represented Mary Sue five years ago, and I did a tremendous job for her. She was seen ecstatic. But if you haven't stayed in touch with that person, five years later, when she needs a lawyer for whatever reason, she's not going to remember you. Most people are just totally wrong about that. So we have a very, very robust website. We have been building it over the years, building content and content and content. We have probably 1,500 pages of content. And so we are constantly adding content, uh, good value, things, you know, I think you guys have talked about on prior episodes about long tail type searches. You know, I would encourage folks out there to think about what you search when you're in a, in a new city or you're searching for an HVAC company, things you're looking for, issues that you have in your life. You don't search car accident lawyer St. Louis. Now, I'm bad about searching that in Huntsville to see where we show up, but that's not what the average consumer is searching. So we try to figure out and think like the consumer, our potential client would be, and add value and content and blogs that way. For example, we've I've had insurance pages, right? So I know a lot of people will find me on some of my deep dive pages, these insurance pages that I'll do on State Farm or USAA, and because I'm thinking people are searching, I have car accident claim issue with USAA in Alabama, you know, and. Other than USAA or State Farm on those specific pages, the only other lawyer showing up is me. So we really try to try to build a, a built a strong internet presence with there. So that is helping us, you know, show up page one, right? And so then, you know, the next thing is is once you show up on page one, you've got to convert that person. How are you converting that? They use it to click on you, and then once they click on you, how are you then uh, going to get them to actually pick up the phone and call or send in a lead? And so we, you know, we have several ways we do that. You know, as you guys talk a lot about Google reviews, we're bigger believers in Google reviews and Avo reviews here at our office and push, push, push that. Cool example I'll give you was a week or so ago, went to meet with in-house with a new client, found us online, started talking to her a little bit, getting to know her and her husband. Her husband was in a bad motorcycle wreck. And I said, well, you know, Miss Smith, how did you find me? She said, well, looking around, she says, when I started reading your reviews, she says, I knew 111 people couldn't be wrong. You know, that's pretty strong. And these reviews are really in-depth. We're very fortunate to have good clients that will leave information that future consumers can do. So that's, you know, what we're doing right online in, in terms of our website is where we're, we're really getting a lot of contact with that and be glad to touch on, you know, some of the social media aspects of what we're doing that I think of. We've got some really cool stuff that we're doing and, um, you know, get more of a, a information on that regard. I, I definitely want to get to the social media in a little bit, but I'm just curious because you all have a diversified practice. What are the benefits and the challenges of trying to market a diversified practice? Because, like with me, I can I can target personal injury. Jimmy can target immigration. But when you have multiple practice areas, what, what are some of those challenges and some of the advantages? Well, challenge is, is you get pigeonholed into one practice here. So, for example, one of my partners does nothing but real estate closings, and he touches a lot of folks every day. But the challenge is they think we're a real estate firm. So for my practice, if one of his 
closings next week gets into an accident, they may not think about calling Martinson and Beeson because they were uh, only here for a closing. And so that's one of our biggest challenges is we kind of get pigeonholed there. The other is on the website on an online presence, it's tough to try to do SEO for multiple practice areas. And what we have done to try to counteract both of those is we have tried to do a very, very good job of cross-marketing. A lot of our, our business cards on the back have all of our major practice areas. Our folders that we give, new new client folders uh, on the front that has our branding and contact information, has all the major bullet points for our practice areas. We give out notepads that has all the marketing, that kind of thing. And then we're constantly telling clients that. And then in, in our direct mailers to clients, and when I meet with a client, you know, wrapped up two cases this week, and, and I'll explain to them, look, you know what I do, Mr. and Ms. Smith, but let me tell you what else we do. We're a full-service firm. We have lawyers that specialize in certain areas. You know, you go to the orthopedic group now, just see there's not just one orthopod anymore. They've got somebody specializes in shoulders, somebody specializes in hips and knees and so forth. And so that's what I try to sell to our clients. And about a third to 40% of my personal injury clients, I probably sell them a state plan when we're done. Because, you know, they know, like, and trust me. And so when I tell them that we can do this, they, they want to jump on it. And so my partners do the same. And so that's a benefit to me in my personal injury practice is we are able to, now I've got contact lists for a lot more people than I would normally have a contact list for. So when we're doing uh, e-newsletters, when we're doing direct mails and hard newsletters to our client, paper newsletters, I have a, a much bigger client base than I would have if I was just doing PI. So, you know, there's give and take, and, and it's, it's a struggle, but I think we do we do as good of a job of it as we can, and we're always trying to figure out ways to, you know, enhance that. Morris, I think that's great. The cross-marketing can be tricky, as you've outlined, and I think that asking clients who you've just gotten a personal injury settlement, if they're interested in getting an estate plan, is a great time to do it because they have the money from the settlement that, that you just got for them. So that's a, a great time to do it. And I'm wondering, with a, a law firm that's been around for 80 years, do you find yourself that there's resistance or reluctance to sort of dive into social and all the other kinds of newer things that we're doing, or, or is the firm sort of receptive to that? Well, that was an issue. So I joined this firm. I've been practicing 14 years now. I joined this firm nine years ago. Came from a really small firm where I had a lot of background in doing SEO and direct mail and doing, came to this firm that had been at that time in business 71 years. And, you know, as I said, town was a smaller town when the firm was started. And it was one of these, hey, we know everybody in town. We've gotten good results in whatever practice area we've helped them in. People just come to us. But with, you know, especially in the personal injury world and with everything else, you know, all the 300-pound gorillas in the room, 900-pound gorillas and people, it's harder and harder for that kind of concept to continue and that marketing to develop. So I'm real blessed that when I got here, my, my partners uh, were open and receptive to doing that. But when I got here, guys, we had a a generic, awful, to be honest with you, final law website that was generating no business. We had no social media page. Um, and for, for people, you guys have talked about this in prior episodes, we had a treasure trove of former clients, but the firm in 71 years didn't have a client list. We had a case, you know, kind of a case management system that wasn't very robust or not used well. And so we hired a, a high school kid to come in and put together a client list for us, 
we, we had it extracted from our case manager as best we could, and we just put it in an Excel spreadsheet to start with. And so it's been growing because the firm was built, you know, on, on different principles in a different age, but we still rely upon a lot of those principles because a lot of those principles still work. But we've tried to expand that to be, you know, more modern and to, you know, continue to try to grow us in a 21st century way. Going back to the basics, I love it. What I want to hear about the Mo is I want to hear about the Mo Show. I want you to talk about that and I want you to talk a little bit about your social media approach. Yeah, so love to, love to appreciate that, and that's kind of how I connected with you guys. So what I would tell folks is, you know, I've been on social for, for years, but I've not been active. I've been one of these people until the last year, occasionally post a picture about my kid, occasionally make a comment and do. But in the last year, I have really gotten active on social and tried to engage my firm even more on social. And so what I've tried to do was to try to provide value to my audience about sharing articles, posts, videos, something that's bringing something of value to them. I'm also trying to humanize myself, try to relate to people, you know, sharing fun things that I'm doing, sharing mistakes that I'm making, cool things that are going on with my family, with my kid. And um, so in doing that, a couple of things that I've done in the last year that have really kind of really taken off and that I've been real tickled by was I do uh, what I call tips from Mo, which are like a daily video. And I did one this morning when I came in, and, and I just do it on the fly, guys. I mean, it is not fancy. I take my iPhone, I hit the turnaround button, and I just do a quick 60-second tip. And it may be a business tip. It may be very rarely, but sometimes a legal tip, but usually a life tip, something fun or silly that's going on. And I do it, and I hashtag it, and I share it out on Twitter, I share it out on Facebook, share it out on Instagram. And I've really seen a lot of response from that. Um, it's really cool. And then the other thing you mentioned, Jimmy, was the Mo Show Live, which is uh, something that I've done, which has been going for several months now. I do it about bi-weekly show where I have a either a local guest uh, or somebody who is a nonprofit that I have a passion for or somebody who's an influencer in the community that's doing something great in our community or that I want to share. And so um, I've been doing that. And it's you know the great thing about the Mo Show and the tips from Mo the cost of it is negligible. It's very, it's non-existent. And I'm using blue jeans to do the Mo Show live, invite my guest, and share it over to Facebook, and you know, tag my guest, pre-promote it through post on social, post-promote it, upload the video to YouTube, and do. But it's allowing me to connect with my audience, not only my audience, but through my guests and maybe their cause. It's allowing me to connect with their audience. And people get to know and know me, and it humanizes me, and it spreads their word. And then later on, they find out I'm a lawyer. You know, it may come up in the conversation, but the, the impetus behind it is not more slowly and thaw lawyer. It is more slowly and thaw human being trying to do good things in this community. And Morris, is that a conscious decision you made? Did you make a decision that I wasn't just going to talk about, you know, personal injury concepts or car accidents or what to do when an insurance adjuster calls you and says they're not going to pay for your car? Is that something you did on purpose, and, and, and sort of why did you do that? Yes, it is. Um, I think there's a place for that. Um, I think that is in doing uh, there's a lot of Q&A videos that I think you guys have talked about before that we've got on our website and that we can upload and you can share out at different times. But I, I think I made a conscious decision that if I want to try to build an audience and speak to people and grow my network and my sphere of influence, 
I don't think most people want to hear me bore them with personal injury talks. I think more people get to know me and like me and I connect with people and they trust me, then I feel like they're going to come to me because they respect me and they know I'm a lawyer, but I'm not talking about that. I'm not in their face about that. You know, they know me as, you know, the guy that gives them cool tips or they know me as the guy that's helping promote, you know, the Space Rocket Center, the show I had on there earlier this week. They know me, uh, something I'm really, really passionate about is the March of Dimes. They know me as the lawyer that supports the March of Dimes that goes all out for the March of Dimes. And so that is, uh, you know, how I get get out there and know people. But, yeah, I purposely, you know, and I think in most of our social media marketing, firm-wise and personal-wise, it's more 80-20, you know, 80% about useful information for them from our side, other sites, and product recalls, that kind of stuff, and, and valuable information. And you know, more 20% about, you know, what's going on at the firm and doing it or legal, specifically legal related stuff. Well, I got to tell you, your videos work really well, those tips, because you and I, the first time we ever actually spoke in person was this morning. And I felt very comfortable talking to you. You seem like a very nice guy because I watched these videos, these tips of you. It, it's, they're fantastic. And so they come off, you come off very genuine and very nice, very friendly. So keep doing it. I think it's, it's, it's a great approach. But you had mentioned on the pre-call about you, some SEO tips that you wanted to share. Do you want to go over those? Yeah, I'd be glad to share some different things with folks and, and do. You know, so a couple of things that, you know, we're doing is, you know, not only the reviews and doing, the, the you know, trying to get in the three-pack and the Google Local, but we're, we've really tried to build, and I'll kind of uh, tease a little bit my, my tip promo here at the end of the show, backlinks. And, you know, really two kings, and I'm no SEO guru, right? but I know just enough to be dangerous. And that is the two keys are content and backlinks, right? And so content, you know, you guys can control that on your own. You can build that. You can have people within your office share up, make con- draft content or have a ghostwriter help. You can, there are a million ways you can develop good content. It's not easy to do in the sense that you've got to make yourself do it, but it's not impossible. The backlinks is where we found a real more difficult time and one thing we we did was we tried to identify somebody that we at our firm could connect with locally that has a really strong website and a strong social presence. And so what we did is we found a group in town called Rocket City Moms, who's a past guest, by the way, on the Mo Show. And they are a local mom's website, and really dads too, but mainly moms. And they provide a lot of great useful information. So what we found out was they had over 200,000 visitors a month to their website at 26,000 Facebook followers. So we connected with them uh, into last year and have now become an expert for them. And so every every other month, we write an article for them with some discussion on what they're looking for, but family-related. So we did Why Every Parent Needs a Will. I did an article on make choosing the right car seat for your child. Um, those kinds of things where we are having an article that is being posted on their website with you know, all these visitors that they've got that they're sharing on social. So we're getting great exposure, but we're getting great backlinks and do. So I would really encourage your users, and I'll have a tip here and later about how to another way of getting backlinks. It's so tough for lawyers to find really strong backlinks. Uh, and that's something that we've really, really focused hard on. And I think it's paying dividends by the way we're showing up in our search results. Morris, that's tremendous. I've often thought that working with nonprofits who have 
you know, usually been around a long time and have a long uh, Google history. They have a lot of Google juice to give. And I, I think that there's a business out there for someone to go to nonprofits and say, hey, we'll help you connect backlinks to donors or people that will promote your nonprofit. I think that's, that's great. We're talking with Morris Lilienthal. He's a personal injury attorney out of Huntsville, Alabama. And Morris, speaking of Alabama, I know you have a great campaign going on Facebook right now. Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about it and the success that you've seen? Yeah, love to do that. That so one of the things we're trying to do is is to develop uh, more interaction on social from a firm perspective. And what we tried to come up with in the last year are some really cool and unique giveaways to give to give the audience a, a thought. As we've done a giveaway where people will will do a like a promoted type post and have that tied to a landing page on our website. So as I mentioned earlier in the show, we've got an estate planning department. So we gave away an estate plan. And we, you know, had people enter. They come to our website, put their name, email information, and then, you know, we remarket to that person. And we've done concerts, local concerts. But what we're doing right now, we're right in the middle of one with Alabama football. And, you know, pick your team in your area where the country you live. But at least here in the South, Alabama and Auburn football is king. And so we, we've got football tickets that we're giving away to the first home game coming up in a couple of weeks for Alabama. We threw $250 budget at it for, I think, three weeks. We targeted people specifically in the state of Alabama that have an interest in college football. So when, you know, Facebook allows you to really narrow down your interest. It's unbelievable, guys. In the last two weeks, we've still got another week to go. We've had over 23,000 impressions, 71 shares as of this morning, 186 likes, over a thousand clicks to our landing page on our website, and 750 plus entries into that contest. So that's 750 email addresses we've captured that we can use going forward for our newsletter and so forth. And then, really cool idea that I got uh, yesterday from from uh, John Fisher and, and a group uh, mastermind call we were in about. Maybe Facebook Live, the the drawing and do. So I ordered a, a raffle drum this morning, and so we're going to pr- promote uh, a drawing instead of just kind of drawing, having it randomly drawn and then announcing it. We're going to try to really even capitalize on that. But for you know a couple hundred dollars spend on Facebook, we're getting tons and tons of lot, uh, interest, and our, we're seeing likes and uh, on our Facebook page go up as well. Mo, other than Sending them through your, uh, sending uh, them your newsletter and things like that. Do you have any other plans for those leads that you get through that campaign? Well, I think what we're going to try to do, what we, we may do, if we do, uh, we'll we'll probably remarket to them and do. We've done to give you an example on the estate plan giveaway. What we did, guys, was we remarketed to them with retargeting ads on Facebook. We sent them the uh, Facebook uh, giveaway contest. We sent them an email that said, you know, congratulations to Mary Sue, who we got permission from the winner. But we know that since you entered, we know you have information or questions about estate planning, for example. So we directed them to blog pages on our website and Q&A pages that had more information so they could get more questions answered. And then said, look, if you still would like to do this, we'll be glad to provide you a 10% discount if you call us within so many weeks. So we have ways of doing that, and I think you can sort your list, you know, then, and then have people that have entered it that way. So if you wanted to do key targeting campaigns just to that portion of the list, you could do that as well. So we're definitely going to try to, you know, 
they engage with these people in various ways to retarget to them. But I mean, um, for example, we do a, an Alabama and Auburn football magnet that uh, is kind of old school, but it is tremendously successful. We just sent out 8,000 of them. And people love them. We have people asking for them. And my wife is a school teacher, and people were asking her for extras last week. And you know, they had it's really funny that it's how good of a connection I've made at my wife's school through the magnets and me going and speaking and volunteering with the PTA. They had somebody come uh, at, at a teacher-only meeting to present about prepaid legal. One of the teachers just spoused up and said, "We don't need this. <laughs> We've got our lawyer." <laughs> But it comes from, you know, connecting with these people and providing help and doing and you know, giving these kind of cool giveaways away. Morris, being in Huntsville and being in your community, what kind of feedback or interaction are you having with people from social, like in the real world? How is it carrying over? What kind of comments are you getting from people that come see you or that see you at various events? I'm really seeing a lot, guys. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not turning on the TV, you know, advertising campaign. You're going to get calls the next day. But I really am. I've been contacted in the last several weeks by people uh, uh, regarding legal issues that I know the only way that they would have contacted me was seeing me on social. I was at Rotary yesterday morning, had a kind of a, an acquaintance in my Rotary club. I know him, but I don't really interact with him much outside of a Rotary. Really nice guy, uh, probably in his late 60s, retired. He came up to me and he stuck his hand out and he said, hi, my name is Dennis. And the reason he did that, guys, was I did a, a tip from Mo this week where it was, hi, my name is Morris. Introducing yourself can build, you know, can help you lead to building relationships. But he said, man, I'm loving your tips from Mo. I'm watching those. I had somebody from Maryville College where I played football up in East Tennessee reached out to me a couple of weeks ago. I couldn't have picked this girl out of the lineup. I barely could remember going to school with her. But she played sports, too, and I, I vaguely remembered her. But she, she, she said, Morris, I'm loving, my husband and I are loving the tips from her. We watched a whole bunch of them last night. So we're, we're seeing a lot of connections with that. And so, you know, I would, you know, what I would tell people when it comes to the social stuff, guys, go for it. You know, don't be paralysis by analysis. It doesn't have to be perfect. I think lawyers get, you know, wanting to make the video quality perfect and want everything to just be refined and perfect. I don't think, I don't think potential clients, I think there's a, maybe a place for that in some types of videos, but I think most people are understanding nowadays and you just need to get it out there and, you know, have a mindset behind it. You know, I've done a cool little thing on the weekends called the weekend work shirt that just came out of just an epiphany. I was up here at five o'clock one morning in a hat and a, uh, and a Mickey mouse t-shirt. And I just took a selfie and I said, your lawyer should be at work at Saturday morning, uh, you know, with a Mickey mouse t-shirt on. And then out of that grew this weekend work shirt hashtag and to give you an example of how people pay attention, you know, it's just kind of a way for my audience. It's fun because they're engaging. They love my shirts. They're all funny, funny, wacky shirts. But it's a subtle way to show them all. It's, hey, I'm at work at Saturday morning at 5 a.m. And I had a, a call with somebody asking me to be on a, a state board recently. And um, it's kind of one of these things where I wanted to, but I, it wasn't hell yes, so it was no. And I said, man, I, I really appreciate the opportunity kind of thing. I said, but I've just got a lot of irons in the fire. He says, oh, yeah, I know. He says, I see your weekend work shirts at work on 5 a.m. But you know, I didn't even reference any of that. But that guy follows me on social, and he's seeing it. So I really think it's, it's getting me out there. I'm getting seen and, and, and doing, and uh, I've really been, and it's fun, and I'm enjoying it. Man, I love it. The power of social media, the power of video. We get example after example. It's freaking amazing. So I think that's awesome. 
Jimmy, I think we're getting up against the time. Do you want to give your hack of the week? So my hack of the week is a great book by a man named Mark Schaefer, S-C-H-A-E-F-E-R. It's called Known. Uh, He's a blogger on social media stuff. And other than Jab, 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 Right Hook by Gary Vee, it's the best book I've ever seen or read that really distills down the kinds of things Morris has been talking about, the social media world. And to me, one of the things that has made more successful and that, that Mark talks about in the book is consistency with social media. If you're going to do a podcast, you have to put it out regularly. If you're going to do videos, you got to do it regularly. And, and that it's the consistency and the ability for people to, you know, binge watch you that really helps build a connection. I think between you and your viewers or listeners, I think it's a great book and, and it's very, very practical, which I like. That's great. I'll have to check that out before we get to Morris's tip of the week. Cause he has a tip of the week. I want to remind everyone to go to our Facebook group. Make sure you request to join there. Get involved in the discussion. We have a lot of good discussions that go on each week. Also, check us out on the iTunes and give us a five-star review or wherever you get your podcast. Morris, what's uh, your tip of the week? Yeah, so you know, part of the SEO game is trying to get backlinks, right? So one of the things we've tried to do is figure out ways that we can get good quality backlinks that can benefit us in a lot of ways. And one site we've found out that's been real helpful for us is called helpoutareporter.com. So this is a site where reporters will send out blasts about looking for information from subject matter experts, where they're either looking for, you know, just quotes or little bits of information or even articles. And we've got somebody here that will filter through those and then will forward it to me on things that may be applicable. But to give you guys a quick thing, we've gotten mentioned recently, I've been mentioned in the Huffington Post, I've gotten Avo linkbacks, the ABA, NerdWallet. So we're building backlinks and connections that now allow us to help not only SEO, but now making connections with reporters. Had a reporter from Avo reach out to us this morning wanting quotes for, for an article that I went ahead and sent in before the show. So we can use that you know, from SEO. It allows us to show kind of an expertise. So it's just kind of a win-win. So check out com. My tip of the week is actually, it's not a product, it's not a website, it's, it's actually just a tip. And this comes from something that was posted on the Facebook page and then also a discussion I had with Mike Campbell this week. And it was about, it's about goal setting. So it's kind of a two-part goal or uh, tip. One, the one part is get your goals out in the open so you see them all the time. Because if you, I, I don't think that if you do see them all the time, You'll forget about them. They'll go on the back burner. You'll get caught up in the day-to-day activities, and they they won't be front of mind. So you need to have them out in the open. The other one is don't make your goals too complicated. Make them very simple. Um, set a few goals a quarter at most, and then break those goals down a little bit more so that you can achieve them in chunks, small chunks, small little bites, small victories. That way you can achieve those bigger goals. So one, get them out in the open. Two, make them very simple. I'm not saying don't make them, you know, big, hairy, audacious goals. That's not what I'm saying. Just make them simple. Don't overcomplicate things. So that's my tip of the week. You guys have anything else? That's it, guys. I really appreciate it and enjoy the podcast. And it's a great way for us lawyers that are around the country to kind of mastermind together and really appreciate you guys putting this on. Thanks, Morris. Yeah, Morris, thanks for coming on. You've been great. You've given us a lot of great information, so we appreciate it. But you guys have a great week. Bye, guys. You too. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.